He certainly is the only one that's awesome. We, if we, we hear it all the time, you know, every little old thing, that's awesome. There's only one thing that's awesome. That's God. That's Christ. I don't even like to hear that word applied to anything except my God, my Christ. He's the only thing, only, only entity, only identity. There's only thing that's awesome. That's our God. Amen. Brother Joe, we appreciate it last night. Very good. Amen. In our inheritance. We have an inheritance. <laughs> you know why you have an inheritance? Because your name's on the book. Your name's on the will. My daddy passed away about 30-something years ago, and we, uh, four boys, we were named beneficiaries, and we got a little inheritance from that, but I had a little adopted uh, uh, sister that was adopted. Her, I mean, you know, I didn't write the will up. Her name wasn't on the will. She got nothing. Her name wasn't on the will. Wasn't on the beneficiary. But, you know, we're family. Family gets the inheritance. That's, that's the way it is. Amen. Family gets the inheritance. Oh, but you know what? I thank God. I thank God that God has put our name on that book. Brother Ben said, if your name's on the book, you're sure to be there. If it's not on the book, you won't be there. But I believe by faith it's on there. It's on the book. Amen. So happy to be here. Brother Joe talked about that last night. He saw our picture, the picture of the young people in that uh, youth meeting. And he said, Terry, me, our picture's not on there. But Brother Joe, I know of another young people's meeting. My picture's on there. And our first resurrection, I'll be on that one. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You can be turning with me to Luke chapter 1. And trust that the Lord will help us this morning. You know, the scripture says if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleansed from all sin. You believe that? But if we, if we walk in the light, now that phrase, walk in the light, is in the Bible four times, two in the old, two in the new. If we walk in the light, that phrase, as he is in the light, and he is that light, then we have fellowship one with another. So if, it's all contingent on if, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. So if we don't walk in that light, we can't have fellowship one with another, because how can two walk together if they be agreed? But if we do walk in the light, and Jesus is the light, and light is always present-day truth. That's the thing. If we walk in light as he is in the light, which is present-day truth. He's not back Luther, Wesley, even Pentecost. He's present-day truth. That's how you walk in the light. Then you can have fellowship one with another. Then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin if you walk in the light. Now listen, Revelations 10, 1 through 7 is fulfilled. The covenant age will come down. That's Christ, Revelation 10, 7, the mighty angel, not the mighty angel, forgive me, but the, the earthly angel, the prophet of God, that's fulfilled. 1 through 7 is fulfilled. That's history. But what about Revelation 8 through 11? Eat the book. The bride has got to eat the book. She is feeding on the unfailing body of the word of the Son of Man. She is eating the book, Amen. and she is becoming the book. What you eat is what you become. Led. By God, we want to talk about leadership. Two purposes this morning. Have a much greater, I want you to have a much greater appreciation for this message. I really want you to have a much greater appreciation and love for this message. And if we're going to walk in the light, we must be led by that light. And light is present day truth. We've got to be led by the light. We've got to be led by God. We want to talk about leadership. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. The scripture says, 
And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the capital S-P-I-R-I-T, capital S-P-I-R, Holy Spirit, into the wilderness. Now, when Jesus received the Holy Ghost at the Jordan River, it's hard to think that it was any time that he wasn't, but the prophet God said he received the Holy Ghost at the Jordan River. The flesh man, Christ, received the Holy Ghost. That then he was immediately, the first thing happened, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was led. We also read in Romans 8, 14, and Brother Joe read this last night, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord Jesus, we've read two tremendous scriptures, and Lord, that's all we need to draw from an, an understanding, a context, and, and thoughts, Lord, to be able to, by your help, and only by your help, I have notes, I have prayed, I've studied, I've read, I've applied myself all that I know how, but Lord, it would be just another uh, lecture if, it would be, if you were not here. We ask that you would take preeminence. Get me behind the cross, Lord. Hide me. Let, that, let you be preeminent, Lord. Let your words be everything truth. Let there be nothing said that's not truth. And Lord, we'll be praise you. We want to give you thanks, and we'll certainly be careful to praise you, Lord, during your service and after we leave, because we know you're present. You promised to be here. Help us, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. 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 I wanted to, you can be seated. While we're looking at the beginning, I wanted to uh, put this quote on the board. I thought I'd just go ahead and let you be seated. And I see shall possess the gate of the enemy. This is tremendous, and this is kind of uh, maybe just a generalization of, 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 I want you to keep in the back of your mind while we're going through this this morning. But he says, now watch, and I'm going to read a lot of quotes. I'm going to read a lot of quotes this morning. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm a teacher. I mean, you know, I just believe. Now, I want to say something. If I teach, I can get it finished in an hour. If I preach, it'll take two hours. If I preach and teach, it'll take an hour and a half. Now, which one do y'all want? Jerry said preach. So I get two hours. <laughs> preach and teach, hour and a half. We'll see what the Lord will do. Now let's watch this quote. Now watch, you'll never win the opinion of the organization. One person, no, sir, when, you, when they got their rules set, we believe this, period. Now notice this quote here. If you write up your doctrines, we believe this, comma, it'd be different. A period means we believe this, and you've got to come to this and sign this paper, or that's all of it, but you say, we believe this, comma, plus... Plus, as much as we can learn from God, we're open to the Holy Spirit, then you're going on, brother. Then you're going on. Now, keep that in mind. That's, that's, it's always been that way. Because if we walk in the light, it's hidden. It's got to be that way. It's always been that way. The light always moves on. Plus, as much as we can learn from God, we're open to the Holy Spirit, then you're going on, brother. Yes, that's going to be different now. But you see, if you got it wrote with a period and God gives something or another, comes up that proves to be in His Word and truth, you can't move because it's a period there. So we want to remember. I mean, even, even with the 1,205 tapes and, and the, our message is, our focus is the message, but even that, Brother Matt said, even after I'm gone, I'm sure there'll much, be, much more will be revealed after I'm gone. It doesn't stop. In fact, that is part of the denominational spirit. You, they put a period there. That's where it stops. 
In fact, that was the reason what happened to me when I was kicked out of the Pentecostal Holiness Church. They brought me before a council and said, you, we're, we're going to read the 13 articles of faith. We read them. You've got to say, I believe it or I do not believe it. Uh, Eleven of them I could say yes. Two of them I could say no to it. Say, That's what we believe. You can't say amen to all of them, so you're out. <laughs> we believe this, period. But if they say, we believe this, whatever the Holy Spirit will reveal to us, that's different. Now, leadership, understanding leadership, if we could look at it that way. I have a reason for reading these first scriptures. Now, what I, want to, what I want to look at here, I want to tell you what God thinks about the bride. That's God's leadership. Then I want, next, I want to tell you how evil the world's gotten. That's Satan's leadership. Then I want to tell you what the bride really is. That's God's leadership. Then I want to tell you how God's leaderships work. His leadership works. That's God's leadership. And then we'll close. And that's the clock's leadership. So. <laughs> now, this, let's read a couple more scriptures. Deuteronomy 7, 6. What does God, what does God think about you? I, you know, I love talking about Israel, Israel bride. Where's Dan? Is he here today? Dan Dyer? No. Anyway, he said, are you going to preach about Israel? Well, I got a little bit on Israel, just the beginning. Deuteronomy 7, 6, read this with me. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. I didn't write it, I just read it. A holy people unto the Lord. Deuteronomy 14, 2. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people Amen. unto himself <clears throat> above all the nations that are upon the face of the earth. Amen. You believe in the sovereignty of Almighty God? Amen. He don't have to ask counsel for nobody. He does what he wants to. He chooses what he wants to. Deuteronomy 26, 16. This day the Lord thy God hath commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments, that thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thine heart, with all thy soul. 17, thou hast avouched, that means to publicly witness a promise, thou hast avouched the Lord this day to be thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and to hearken to his voice. Verse 18, and the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be, and the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people as he hath promised thee and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments. Again, he's saying, peculiar people. 19, and make thee high above all the nations. Wow. Which he hath made in praise, in name, in honor, and that thou mayest be a holy people to the Lord thy God as he has spoken. Wow. What a declaration to Israel. You say, that's wonderful. That all these scriptures about Israel. That's wonderful. That's Israel. Well, what about us? Okay, let's try 1 Peter 2, 9. You like this? Yes. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Now, that word peculiar doesn't mean odd, strange, which it may in some sense, but the Bible is a people for a purpose. A people for a purpose. That's a peculiar people. Chosen generation, that's choice. Kindred, family, the best of its kind. (laughs) 
generations, family, offspring, kindred from a descendants of a particular people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, people with a purpose, that they should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Same thought as in the Old Testament, a holy people, peculiar people. Always Israel typing in bride. Listen. Now, 1 Peter 2.10, which in time past, talking about Gentiles, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which have obtained mercy, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You went from a, from time past were not a people, you went from a people to the people. <laughs> you were not a people, but now you're the people. What a promotion. Remember, there's only, there's two groups of people on the earth that were chosen. That's Israel and the bride. They're both chosen. They're both covenant people. They're both declared holy. They're both required to be holy. They're both peculiar, a people for a purpose. They're both called out, separated. They're both loved and highly favored. And the name, listen, and the names of their leaders of both groups are eternally engraved in the foundation and the gates of the new city. Twelve apostles and twelve patriarchs. Israel and the bride. Israel, the bride. Israel, always. God's chosen. Whether it be the 144,000, it doesn't matter. Israel and then the bride. What a tremendous declaration God has made about you. A holy nation, peculiar people, royal priesthood. Listen, God said you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. The prophet God said, I'm going to call you bride. It don't get no better than that. Amen. Don't get no better than that. We know that we're all sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We believe it up here, but it's hard to get it down here. In the message, The Lamb and the Dove, Brother Man said, not long ago reading of Samson and how that, that man, he was something like a lot today, a ladies' man, God could never use him. Why? He was willing to submit his strength to the Lord, but never willing to give his heart to the Lord. Now to great strength. And many churches today will lend their strength to the Lord. Oh, sure, we build organization, put in a million, and do this and that and the other. But you're never willing to surrender your heart for divine leadership of the Holy Spirit to lead us to the fountains of the waters of life. We're never willing to do it. It seems like it's the hardest thing for people to get in their head that the Holy Spirit leads. Amen. Did you hear what I said? The Holy Spirit leads. The Holy Spirit leads. Sons, of God, sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God, not, and not bishops and cardinals and so forth, but the Spirit of God. That was God's idea. If you're a lamb, you're led by the Spirit of God. Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. I want you to understand a little bit better why we must be led. Amen. I think even we're going to find out from these scriptures, you know, the sovereignty of God, he chooses who he wants to. Why did he choose the Philistines? Why did he choose the Amorites, the Jebusites? Why did he choose any? He chose Israel. That's God's choice. Why did he say, I love Jacob, hate Esau? That's God's choice. Why did he choose you? That's God's choice. I don't, I don't, I don't. Counsel to God, why'd you do this, why that? I just believe what he said. Here we, we're specifically, we, we know that we're specifically for God himself. God's de declaration elevates us above and above all people. But see, we didn't do that. That's God did that. I can't help that he made me bride. I can't help he called me to be bride. That's what God did for us. That's why I love him so much. 
That's what he did for us. Now I want to know what are we going to do back for him? We're going to hearken to his voice. We're going to believe his word. We're going to listen to his voice. We're going to be led by him. In other words, he wants exclusive leadership. Now what we're going to look at is a little bit different perhaps how God leads his church in each age, but he does it all the way through. Of all the ages, now I want to paint you a little picture here. I said the next thing I want to talk about is something that's a little bit negative, how evil the world is. Now, a couple of these quotes here are going to blow your socks off. If you're not, I mean, even if you read the message, well, I didn't know Brother Brandon said that. Well, you just listen. Of all the ages, there's never been an age that needs divine leadership more than today. This filthy Laodicean age rejects all forms of authority. They resist being told what to do. Uh, they reject law and order. We just had another mass shooting just yesterday, you know. I mean, they're just getting so close together. School shootings, mass shootings. I mean, it's insanity. It's neurotic. The, the, the age is gone. It's completely gone. He said it back then, but it's manifested. It's gone. She's, she's, she's gone. I mean, there's no other word. She's just, she's insane. We're at the end of the end. Common sense is replaced with corrupt opinions. Lawlessness and violence is a trending mindset. We have actually arrived. Remember, this is Satan's Eden. Remember, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. I found this, this and I don't have it on the screen, but I'm going to read it pretty quickly. And this is a, a writer's description of how it was in the antediluvian day right before the flood. As it was then, so is it today, plus. This is the most evil of all generations, but reading this, you'll see how wicked it was then. And we're, we live somewhat of a sheltered life. We don't see all those things. That's what's really out there. This was how it was before the flood. Universal prevalence of lust and violence. Encouraged by longevity, which put thought of death far away from the antediluvians. And was the approximate cause of destruction of this ungodly world. A confluence of various streams of evil that swelled into an overflowing torrent of a corruption. The idolatrist and atheistic race of Cain, the religious decline and final apostasy of the Sethites, who, disappointed in their hope of the promised deliverer, gradually uh, deliver, abandoned their faith, or attracted by the worldly prosperity and gay lives of the Canaanites, gradually cultivated their society and forming matrimonial, matrimonial alliances with them, and merged into full conformity with the world. The forms of worship being abandoned and all sense of true uh, germinal religious extinguished. Wickedness increased with fearful rapidity until the tenth generation. The iniquity of the old world came to the full. The kingdom of God was overthrown. Satan reigned supreme in the world. That's not all. The thoughts of the hearts were evil. The imagination of the thoughts were also. Their designs and devices were wicked. They did not evil through mere carelessness as, though that walk, uh, as those who walk at all adventures, not heeding what they do. But they did evil deliberately and designingly contriving how to do mischief. It was bad indeed. It was only evil, continually evil, and every imagination was evil. There was no good to be found in them. No, not at any time. The stream of sin was full. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. As it was in the days of Sodom. We have arrived. We are in that wicked age. 
How much more do we need God? We've never been this way before. We need God to lead us and take us and talk to us and care for us and guide us and show us the way. We've never been this way before. With the condition world, we need leadership of God. Where are we at? Where are we headed? Where did all this come from? It's shame. Brother Brown says in the message, it's shamed. Well, Satan's headquarters, where, where did it all start out? Babylon, then it went to Pergamos, then Paris, then Brother Ben said in Hollywood, and then it ends up back in Rome, Satan's seat. Brother Ben said, ashamed. don't be ashamed of him in this generation, sinful, perplexed, last generation that will ever be on the earth. 1965. This sinful, adulterous, and full of all putrefied sores, all, everything that's been decent has become indecent. National politics, filth, nations are broke up. Listen to this. Way back in the jungles of Africa and safari hunters, they had to take them high-powered radios to hear Elvis Presley, Pat Boone, and turn them guys at rock and roll and twist. And the natives trying to see them act along, jerking their head and acting like that. The natives stood and looked at him. But you see, they're not Americans like Pat Boone and Elvis Presley and Ricky Nelson and them guys are. They are not Judases of that type, but they see it's a spirit. And the spirit, listen, listen to this. And the spirit is not only in America, it's spread all over the world. Yeah. Remember, I just said last Satan, last, it was in Paris, and then Satan's seat went to Hollywood. Spread all over the world to bring them to the Battle of Armageddon. They act like that, whether they are whatever nation they come from, Africa, or whatever it is. That, listen, that vulgar and stuff has spread all over the world just by one man starting it. I didn't write it. I didn't put it in there. That's what he said. Put car tags, Elvis Presley. They worship Elvis Presley. Everything's Elvis Presley. When I, was, when I worked at the post office, I was a window clerk for four or five years. When the Elvis Presley stamps came out, and my supervisor said, here's your Elvis stamps. I said, I ain't selling them. He said, you will sell them. I said, I ain't selling them. He said, you will sell them or else. I said, I ain't selling them. You just go ahead and else. I ain't selling them. He said, well, I'll take disciplinary action. I said, do what you got to do. I'm not selling a one of them. So I had them in my folder there. And I, he said, well, have you sold them steps? I said, nope. And then, I, and then a couple of weeks he came. He said, where are them steps? I said, I don't have them anymore. Where did you do those stamps? I said, I traded them to one of the other guys. They sold them. <laughs> I ain't selling them. I ain't selling them. That vulgar stuff I spread all over the earth just by one man starting it. Leadership. They named him right, the king. The king of filth. The king of rock and roll. Now, have you ever thought about 1956? Now, condemnation by representation. Now, let me bring this else. I haven't got it written here, but on the magnetic tape, this is tape 1956, Chicago, Illinois, standing there at the Lane Tech High School. They were there. I said, this year is going to be the changing point of America. I just come from overseas. I don't know why I come back, cancel my meetings in Africa, all around, come back. Billy Graham, something mysterious, has canceled his. Tommy Osborne canceled his. We all crossed the United States in meetings. I said, America will either receive or reject Christ this year, 1956. Also, par uh, paragraph 30-6, same message. Smoking cigarettes, hybrid is right. Hybrid, they don't even know whether they're man or woman. Well, that was back then. What about today? 
You can hardly tell what sex they belong to looking at them. He said that way back then. That's just looking at them. Now you, they don't even know what to put on the birth certificate. That's true, friend. I'm not saying that about you Christian women. My voice is going around to many nations, but it's hybrid. This America has become condemned. This America is condemned. She's cursed. And what did she do? According to the vision, she elected the wrong person. I don't know how long it'll take to run out, but it will be someday. Thus saith the Lord, it will. She's on her downward move right now. She'll never come back again. She's gone. That's right. She's been gone since 1956 when she condemned and turned away God from the great revival hours. 1956, changing point of America. I looked up a couple of things. You say, what's Elvis got to do with leadership? One man started it. That makes him a leader. Remember, I predict, and he said, I predict that it will turn it down, which she did. I've looked up a couple of things about Elvis. 1956, January the 10th, 1956, Elvis made his first recording with RCA in Nashville. February 1956, Elvis was booked with six appearances CBS television. March 1956, Elvis made his first rock and roll album to top the billboard charts. September 1956, Elvis appeared on Ed Sullivan's show. 60 million viewers, 80%, 82% of the TV audience. By December 1956, record sales hit $22 million. 1956. Again, that old vulgar stuff has spread all over the earth by one man starting it. And if people think they can listen to rock and roll, that they think that they can listen to country music, they can listen to this and they can listen to that, and they can listen to that, friends, I'm telling you, you're of the wrong spirit. Brother Ram said, I canceled my meetings. Billy Graham, Tommy Osborne, the other brothers canceled it. America rejected the word and accepted another Barabbas. America rejected the gift of God to this generation. The prophet said, I believe it will turn it down, and they did. And it was a changing point of America, 1956. And what's happened to her ever since 1956? Even, even the, the rebuke in Laodicea, he says, uh, thou art, because thou saith, I'm rich, increasing goods, and have need of nothing. Notice what even Brother Ram said, I don't have this on the board, but he said, when he said, I have need of nothing. This is even applies to denominations, which is actually applied to the church. He says, I have need of nothing. Now, when anybody says, I have need of nothing, he could very well be saying, I have everything, or he could be saying, I don't want any more as I am full now. You can express that any way you want. But it all adds up to the fact that the church is complacent. Now, this is a rebuke to Laodicea. The church is complacent. She is satisfied with what she has. She either figures she has all, she either figures she has it all or has enough. I'm rich in increasing goods. I have no need of nothing. In other words, the church believes we have, a, we have all the truth or we don't need any more. No, you know what they did? We believe this, period. But if you put a comma there, plus what God will add to you, God would say, come on. Cain said, I, I don't believe that, period. God said, well, if you'll act like your brother. No, period. 
If America would have received the gift of God in this generation, we wouldn't need to spend billions on military. We wouldn't have to spend all this kind of money. We wouldn't have Roe versus Wade. We would still have prayer and the flag salute in the schools. and we, They would shut down Hollywood. Brothers and sisters, all these school shootings and mass shootings, it's not the guns, and I'm not advocating guns. It's not the guns anymore that guns kill any more than automobiles kill. It's the insane people behind it. Amen. What calls it? Guns, not guns, but videos and arcades and Hollywood and movies and television and videos and videos and killing and murder. Every, every video is murder and kill and destroy. What have they done for all those years? They've got that ingrained in their mind. All they know now is killing. Laodicea. Let's look at a little pattern here. I'm going to show you what the bride really is, what she's made up of. You see, when Satan entered the serpent, then Satan then the serpent went to do evil. Satan entered into the serpent. Satan entered into the serpent. Then he went and done evil. Just like Judas at the Last Supper, Satan entered into Judas and he went to do evil. Now, who, who really was Cain? Cain, now think about this. Cain was the first incarnate son of the devil, like Adam was the first incarnate son of God. Now think about it. An incarnate devil. Now, some time ago, I got to thinking about incarnation, incarnate, what Brother Man said about it. Like in the second seal, I want to read this quote. Jesus was the incarnate God. Judas was the incarnate devil. So a man can be incarnate. Corinthians book of correction, paragraph 30. Even a lot of preachers trying to justify this, Elvis Presley with nothing in the world but a modern Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot got 30 pieces of silver. Elvis Presley got a million dollars fleet of Cadillacs, but he sold out. He was a Pentecostal believer. And sold out his birthright to become a rock and roll and is inspired of the devil. I don't pull any punches on that, no, sir. And a modern Judas Iscariot. And even the minister's trying to upbuild that kind of thing. And Elvis Presley saying, yeah, I trust God for all my success. How would a living holy God ever give success to vulgarity and a devil demonized thing that's absolutely been one of the greatest, and I'll say probably the greatest, hindrances of this nation has ever seen is a guy like Elvis Presley who sent millions sent millions of souls to hell by his old dirty filth and rock and roll stuff. Certainly, I don't have any apology for it. If you can believe me to be God's prophet, remember, that's an incarnated devil. Absolutely. Then you want to put a license plate, don't listen to his music? As far as I know, Elvis is the only person Brother Brethren ever said that was an incarnated devil, especially in this generation. Probably Hitler was, and we know that too, but in this generation. But I got to thinking about incarnation. You know what the definition incarnation means? It means this, to be made flesh. Endowed with a human body. To provide either, to provide with flesh or a body, to embody. Also, any person or animal serving as the embodiment of a God or a spirit. So you're telling me if a person serves as a house for a God or a spirit, that person is an incarnation of that God or spirit, according to the definition. Jesus incarnated God, Judas incarnated devil. 
a house for the devil to live in, a house for God to live in. So I got to thinking about that. Elvis was a house that the devil lived in because Brother Ben said he was the incarnate devil for our generation, right? So, I, you know, I got to thinking about that. Judas incarnate devil, Elvis incarnated devil. That don't seem right, you know, in our generation, incarnate devil without the opposite being true. I know the wheels are rolling now. So I got to thinking, there must be an incarnated somewhere. So what does Brother Brown mean when he talks about the saints of God are tabernacling deity? Now, I got it right in front of me. <laughs> Remember what Brother Brown said about that? The Word made flesh. The words be made flesh in this day. He said, I'm going to call you bride. Rising of the sun, he said, she's bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. She is him. And uh, this message, Christ the mystery, Jesus said, at that day, which is this day, at that day when the revelation is made known, you will know that I am the Father, the Father me, I and you and you and me. When the revelation is made manifest, at that day we should know that I and the Father are one, I am in the Father, the Father me. Then when the revelation comes forth, then it's I and you and you and me. There you are. Now, all God was reported to Christ, all Christ was reported to church. Now here's what makes the bride, bride, besides being election, she's a, she's a bride because she's elected, but here's what makes the bride, bride, and we're talking about incarnation. Don't choke on this. Don't choke. Second seal, 204. But now, but in the age after the church goes home, he's become a beast. He becomes the devil incarnate, the red dragon himself. Oh, my. Can't you see what I mean? He's incarnate in his people then. He's got his people bound by his power. The false prophet has prophesied them right into it. Give them over to strong delusions to believe a lie and be damned by it, denying the word for the form of godless. God works his place in a trinity, justification, sanctification, and incarnate himself in his people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the same thing. Oh, God incarnates his people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in his people. No wonder he could say it's going to be the Word made flesh again. God walking in shoe leather again. The Word of God is not even only just made manifest. The Word of God is made flesh again. A Son of Man revealed the Son of Man. Christ come down in the fullness of the Word to bring us back to a full, uh, a full reconciliation. As he said in future home, heaven and earth have been reconciled. We have the answer to the devil's question. The headship, and the, one, the headship and the body become one unit. God works in this justification, sanctification, incarnate itself in his people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the same thing. That's the devil's just in type after Christ. God does it first. The devil just copies it. Oh, Satan incarnates himself. Paragraph 2046. Now watch, Satan. When Jesus, when Jesus incarnates himself in his people... The very life that was in Christ is in this person. Tell, pray tell me, what is the token? What is the token? The literal life, literal life, literal life of Jesus Christ in the bride. The token is the literal. Well, how much more literal can you get literal? The literal life of Christ in the bride. She is him. We've got to recognize who we are. 
Jesus knew who he was. Brother Bram knew who he was. Now do you know who you are? Brother Joe said it last night. We've got to recognize our inheritance. We've got to recognize what's been given to us. We've got to recognize who we are, what we're here for. We're a peculiar people, a people with a purpose. Incarnate himself in his bride. Don't you let the devil talk you out of that revelation. Remember, I can't give you a revelation. Brother Donnie can't give a revelation. But if you can, God the only one can give a revelation. But if you believe that and know that it's scriptural, then it becomes a revelation. The literal life of Jesus Christ, that's God's leadership. That's God's leadership. How he can, how he can take an old carnal nature and change that person to be a son or daughter of God. So where, is, where lies the truth? God carnates himself in the people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Listen now, listen, to, to make sure you, don't, you understand properly, Brother Branham was not Jesus Christ incarnate. I am not Jesus Christ incarnate. Donnie's not Jesus Christ. No other preacher, no other man is not Jesus Christ incarnate. But God does personify, incarnate himself with the very life in his bride by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's the truth. Nobody can ever take the place of the Jesus, of the Lord Jesus. But remember, incarnate means any person serving as an embodiment of a God or a spirit. I have his spirit. The literal life of Christ in you. That makes you by the Holy Ghost. So what is the chosen bride? She's the word made flesh. She's bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. She is him. Deity veiled behind human flesh again. The literal life of Christ in the bride. Wake up. We got to accept it. That's the truth. Brother man said, it's more important to believe what the Word says you are than what you think you are yourself. He said it. I believe it. That settles it. We've heard that before, haven't we? So here's what we have. Lucifer was co-equal with God. Brother man said, Lucifer was co-equal with God, all but a creator. So then... If we believe what the prophet God said, that we are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, she is him, that means that we are being messiahs, then we're co-equal with Christ, all but a redeemer. Nobody can ever be a redeemer but Christ. But we're co-equal with him. We're, we're joint heirs with him. She is him. I mean, you know, we just got to realize she is him. We don't make ourselves that, but he, he promoted us to that. He elevated us to that position. Oh, brother, sister. That's what God did for us. Deity back in, back in flesh again. That's what God has desired for 6,000 years, to lead and to dwell and to possess human flesh again. We didn't see it so much then, but we do see it now. We're beginning to, we're beginning to see more clearly, aren't we? Amen. Amen. You say, well, what's Elvis got to do with that? Was, he ain't no leader, really. People made him a king, like I said. Probably the most evil leader we had in America. But see where it went? Start by one man. I remember, I remember in, 1960, in 1963, I think Brother Sproul brought this out one time. It was almost the very month, but it was within that season anyway, when the prophet God in Jeffersonville was breaking the seals in 1963. The Beatles were in America cutting their first gold album. Always them two right side by side. The right, the wrong. The right, the wrong. We got to wake up to where we are today. It's the harvest time, maturity time, full, full maturity time, adoption time, the Word made flesh time. We have seen a matured Son of God in this day. 
The prophet of God, thank God he was the first one to come to maturity. What's the chief waving for? To show that they signify the first one to come to maturity, showing there's more to come in the field just like it. Why do, we love, why do we love Brother Ram so much? I'll tell you why we love him. It's not the person. It's not the man. It's not the body. It's not the flesh. It's the Christ that's in the person. There's none good, no, not one. There's nobody that's good. Nobody is worthy of any of that. It's how much Christ you let be in you. So what's the results of bad leadership? Death. Isn't it amazing? Pale horse rider, death. Isn't it amazing? All the, or many of the, the, the uh, decals and the bumper stickers, crossing uh, skull and bones, death. No fear, death, skull and bones. What? It's a spirit. It's a spirit. This is last spirit. It's death. The whole spirit of death reigns over this whole earth, especially America. I mean, they're plastered all over their cars. All, all these tattoos and everything, Satan is marking his children. God's marking his children in the soul, in the heart. Satan's marking his children on the outside. It's very plain to see. When I was in Scotland, I, when I was in Scotland several years ago, preaching over there in one of the meetings I was over there, we went down to, in Edinburgh, a lot of, it was just a lot of worldly and sodomy and all kinds of stuff, and there was a woman there, and back then it was real popular, some today still, a woman there, you know, they put rings and studs in their face, you know, this one, literally, if I, I wish I took a picture. This woman, her, her, her whole face was metal. You could not see any skin. Rings, studs, rings, studs. 100% whole face. Could see no skin. I don't even know how she lived. Standing there for just people to watch her. Sitting there. Insanity. It's just, it's just total insanity. Thank God we got another leader. <laughs> Thank God we've got another leader. So we are Christ's body on earth. He's the head, and the head directs the body, and the body follows the head. That's why we need his leadership. So what's the results of bad leadership? Death. Remember what even Brother Donnie brought it out, and I've brought it out with different people have brought it out. Korah, his bad leadership, 250 people died that same day, and their families, innocent families. And then the next day, the next day, God sent a plague on them, and 14,700 Israelites died until Moses fell into breach before God, and God stayed the plague. 250 the first day, 14,700 the second day because of bad leadership. What happened to the 10 spies, the 12 spies that come over? 10, 10 spies come back with a negative report. Two spies come back with the grapes. 10 spies come back with the gripes. We can't do it. But, the, but if you go read that carefully, and I appreciate it one time, but because of the testimony and the, and, the, and the speech of those 10 spies, it actually stole the, 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 the will of the people to even go over there, and they cried, lamented all that night, and come to Moses the next day. You brought it. Why did you bring us out in the wilderness to die and so forth like that? And that's why God killed all 2 million of them. They died in the wilderness. Every one of them dead. Your fathers did eat man in the wilderness, and everyone dead, eternally separated from God. Brother Man said, not a one of them was saved. Amen. Joshua and Caleb. That's the results of bad leadership. Bad leadership. I remember, let me just tell you this one right quick. There was a bad accident with Air Force Thunderbirds. This is bad leadership, although it wasn't uh, actually uh, intended but the way they fly, when you have 
any of the formation, I won't take a lot of time on this, but say in the diamond formation, you've got four planes flying the diamond formation, and they're doing a maneuver. And this particular time, they was, they was taking off the diamond, all four of them, and doing a barrel roll, coming back around. Well, the way they do it, they fly by. The, you have one pilot is in the front. He's the, the lead man. And all three, all three of the other pilots, they fly by what they call visual cueing. They don't watch the surrounding anytime they are forbidden, cannot look outside under no circumstances. They watch that airplane in front of them or beside them. Cannot, cannot alter that one speck. So that's how they fly. They do exactly what the leader does, go all the way around. Well, they were on practice there at Indian Springs for a, a show in, in Nevada one year. It's been many years ago. And whether or not it was that they didn't calibrate their altimeter right or the rudder jam, they're not sure which it was, but anyway... He didn't get up high enough elevation, the leader. So when he came back around, he came back around, bellied right into the ground. Guess where the other three went? Right with him. All four of them bellied right into the ground. It wasn't intentional. But they all four died. Bad leadership. You see, David brought the ark back. He didn't intend for one man to die, but one man died. Eve didn't sin willfully, but the whole... The whole race died. She was deceived. Take the, like I said, you know, about the, the uh, Korah. Well, of course, Korah's was intentional. But, but the ten spies, they didn't purposely mislead two million. They just bad leadership. They didn't have a revelation. Okay. Let's, <laughs> we can preach all day on bad leadership. But let's, <laughs> let's look at the Smyrna church age. <clears throat> 122, just as the early church started, all, started out under pure ministry of the Holy Spirit, signs and wonders and manifestations such as prophecy, tongues, interpretation, wisdom, knowledge, and healing. So in, the last, so in the days of Israel when they left Egypt, they were under the leadership of the Spirit of God manifesting in gifts. God was the leader of the people. Actually, he was their king. 1956, America wanted another king. But Israel, God was their king. He was their king, father king. He took care of Israel like a man cares for his family. He fed them, fought their battles, smoothed away their difficulties and settled their problems. He just busied himself over them. They were the only nation to which he was truly God. But one day, they got to looking around. That's what happened to the church of Laodicea. Got looking around. That's what Eve got looking around. But one day they got to look around and they saw the Philistines and other nations with kings over them. It caught their eyes and they decided they ought to humanize, uh-oh, humanize their leadership so they wanted a king. Just like Eve, she got to looking around, the eye was pleasant and so forth. But now let's read the rest of this quote. They wanted, Israel wanted to humanize their leadership. Now God was going to humanize the leadership himself. <laughs> In the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. But they got ahead of him. Amen. Satan knew the plan of God, so he put in the hearts of the people to get ahead of God the word. They, they couldn't wait. But God was, gonna, God was their leader, but he said, yes, I'm going to humanize my leadership, but I'm going to put it in one designated vessel. <laughs> and that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But they couldn't wait. They wanted a king. Smyrna Church Age 122. When they approached Samuel and asked for a king, I'm going to try to go through this quickly because we're running out of time. When they approached Samuel and asked for a king, Samuel was so dismayed that his heart was almost fail him. God had been leading his people through this consecrated scripture, vindicated prophet. Don't miss this. 
God had been leading his people through this consecrated, scripture-vindicated prophet, and he felt that he needed, and he felt that he was rejected. Talking about Samuel. He gathered the people and pleaded with them not to turn away from God who had carried them like children and prospered them and blessed them, but they persisted. They said to Samuel, you have never been wrong in your leading. You have been dis- never been dishonest in your financial dealings. You've done the best to keep us in line with the word of the Lord. We appreciate the miracles, the wisdom, provision, protection of God. We believe it. We like it. And furthermore, we don't want to be without it. It's just as we want a king to lead us in battle. We want a king anyway. Now, of course, when they go out to battle, it is still our intention to have the priest go ahead of us with Judah following, and we still blow the trumpets and shout and sing. We don't intend to stop any of that, but we want a king who is one of us to lead us. God was their leader. Why aren't you sufficient with God's leadership? They weren't, suffi- they weren't satisfied with God's leadership because it wasn't trending with the rest of the nations. And John, say John 13, 20, I don't have it on the board, but the Bible says, He that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. I've got to read that again. He that receiveth whomsoever, whomsoever I send. God's saying, whoever I send, you've got to receive them. I'm talking about sin of God now. He that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me. And if you don't receive him, you don't receive me. You understand Scripture? Okay, God sent Paul. You received Paul or you rejected Paul? If you rejected Paul, you rejected God. Very simple. God sent Brother Branham. You received Brother Branham, believe he's a prophet of God. If you reject Brother Branham, what's left? Turn, you turned the truth down. You didn't see the whole thing with Samuel was. They said, you know, the people are rejecting me. No, God said, no, they didn't reject you. They reject me because I sent the person. I'm their leader. I sent Paul. They rejected it. I sent the church agent message. They rejected it. I sent William Bannon. They rejected it. Brother, if you don't have a real appreciation, I'm sure you do, but by now, I want you to further appreciate what we, what we got in this generation. What we got in this generation. You know, let, let me just drop it in right here. This whole, and I, ain't gonna say, I, I don't want to say anything about tape churches. That's, that's not my line of thought, but I'm going to tell you this. If you're not listening to tapes, you better start. If you're not listening to tapes, you better get back to them. Amen. I don't care what they do with, you know, and tape, that, that's fine and dandy. But, I mean, we, we're feeding, we feed on this word. We're, just three times a week, that's not enough for me. Read them, study them, listen to them, read them, study them, listen. Somebody told me there was, there was a, some young people, I'm just going to say it. There was, they know of a young person in this church that had been raised in a mission, never listened to a tape. That's pitiful. That's pitiful. Amen. What are you doing with your people? What, what, I mean, you know, when, when, we, when we first came into the message, when we had nothing but the reel-to-reels and, you know, a big old memory graph list of, 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 of what tapes are available, and, and I'd read this, oh, future home, oh, I'd like to get order one from Jeffersonville and, you know, play the reel-to-reel and had the, the equipment to do it like that. And, I mean, we were just eating it up and eating it up, and the books come out, and oh, reading the books, and, I mean, you just couldn't get enough. Just eat the tape recorder and eat the books and eat the tape recorder and eat the books. I mean, all, all the time, just eat it. I have somewhat against you because you've left your first love. We're too busy. That's why the prophet said that there are a lot, talking about churches, 
their logic. Let me back up and read this quote. <clears throat> they rejected Samuel, thus they rejected God. Smyrna, age one twenty-three, two. You see, the one difference between Israel and the rest of the nations was God. God made the difference. God to one side, God to one side in Israel, and Israel was like any other nation. When Samson cut off his hair, he was like any other man. Put the leadership of the Holy Ghost aside, and the church is nothing but the world with God's name attached to it. You put the Holy Ghost leadership aside, you're nothing but a lodge. The world and the church all fell into the same lump, just like Jacob and Esau were the same parents, but the Spirit of God makes the difference. That's why the prophet God said they were lodges and not churches, because they kicked the Holy Ghost out. Didn't the, didn't the Bible say he was on the outside knocking, trying to get back in? 123.3, it doesn't matter if you call yourself a Christian, anyone can do that. The point is whether or not you have the Spirit of God in you, for without the Spirit of God, you are reprobate. Now, where does that put Laodicea? Reprobate. 122.4, Samaritan Church Age. I'm going to hurry through these, running out of time. I shouldn't say that because it makes you on the edge. Somebody said I got two hours. Who was it that said I had two hours? <laughs> he said it. The church, too, has departed from what originally was, she is a hybrid. That is, the church nominal is a hybrid. People say, I'm Baptist. Well, that's so what wasn't so in the beginning. I'm Methodist. It wasn't so in the beginning. Instead of the straight word of God, instead of the spirit-filled men, in the, instead of the spirit-filled men in the church who were led by spirit-given revelation, they are now creeds and bylaws and the educated guesses of educated men. Learning has take, taken the place of revelation. Reason has replaced faith. Program has replaced spontaneous praise in the Holy Ghost. It wasn't thrown from the beginning. And the whole species has changed. It's become a hybrid church. That's why the prophet of God said, I indict this generation for the second crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I count you guilty. Wasn't one Calvary enough for our Lord? There, they crucified him. They've done it again the second time today. No, oh, don't get me started. I'll get to preaching on Revelation 10.1, and I, we'll be here three hours. Glory, thank you. Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. 155, two Smyrna age. The seven ages are set forth in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, taking the whole span of the fullness of the Gentile, or the whole time in which God is dealing with the Gentile. Now, what I'm going to get to here for the next until I'm closing is how God's leadership works. I, I'm, I, and I'm, you know, we, I'm, I'm bypassing all this. Well, you know, uh, I, I, it, how do I know between the inspiration and, you know, and my own desires and how am I led by God? And this, and that's, that's all part of leadership, but I'm, I'm going a whole different route. In every single age, bar none, it says that the same, the very same thing in opening and closing the message each age, unto the messenger of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, right, these things saith he, he that hath an ear, let him, singular, hear what the Spirit has said to the churches. Notice it. Now, this is the prophet of God telling us all about it. Notice here that Jesus, by the Spirit, in every age, addresses himself to only one person relative to the word for that age. Now, what did I tell you earlier, one of the first scriptures about, you know, that if you walk in the light as he is in the light. The light is always moving. 
And you've got to walk in present day truth. So how is, how is present day truth given? Notice here, Jesus by the Spirit in every age addresses himself to only one person relative to the word for that age. Only one messenger for each age receives what the Spirit has to say to that age, and that one messenger is the messenger to the true church. He speaks for God by revelation to the churches, both true and false. We know who the messenger was, Prophet God William Branham. We understand that? Nothing new. But too many people stop right there. The rest of the quote. The message is then broadcast to all. But though it is broadcast for all who come within range of the message, that message is received. Listen, this is, this is not skim milk. This is deep. Re listen, you've got you to think about what he's saying. The message is then broadcast to all. But though it is broadcast for all who come within range of the message, that message is received individually by only a certain qualified group because he said it goes to both groups, twins. It's only received by a certain qualified group in a certain way. Each individual of that group who is one who has the ability to hear. You know why he's got the ability to hear? He's got representation. That's the only way. It ain't these earlobes. He's got representation. That's the only way he can hear. No other way. No man can call Jesus Christ except the Holy Ghost revealed to him first. Certain qualified group. I didn't, listen, I didn't make myself qualified. You didn't make yourself qualified. He qualified us. Each individual of that group is one who has the ability to hear what the Spirit is saying by way of the messenger. Now, what happens if you don't receive what the messenger said or if you walk away from the message or you turn down the message or you ridicule the messenger or whatever, whatever, whatever? Like Samuel. Rejected God. Those who here are not getting their own private revelation, nor is a group getting their collective revelation. But each person is hearing and receiving what the messenger has already received from God, and that messenger gets it from God by revelation. It's like he said in the seals. He said, if I ever preached anything that was inspired in my life was those seals. But everything that he preached, everything he said, thus saith the Lord, the message, especially 63 through 65, the seed tape library, the whole thing like that, that's God speaking through that mouthpiece. A son of man revealing the son of man. Christ has come down, Revelation 10, 1, the covenant angel, put one foot on the land and one foot on the sea, and uh, the thunder sounded and so forth and so on like that, you know, and the mysteries are revealed. We know what happened. Wonderful things happened in 63, messenger. The cloud, what do you think the cloud was all about? God looking down on his children, the head up there, all these things, wonderful. But each person is hearing and receiving what the messenger has already received from God. So the message goes to a certain qualified group in a certain way. What is that certain way? Each individual person is hearing and receiving, 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 because they got representation, receiving what's on the tapes, what the messenger said, which comes from God. So why do we need a messenger? Why, 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 do, why, do, why do we need Malachi 4? I'll tell you why we need Malachi 4. Because I've explained it this way before. Because this is, let's use it this way. This is a level up here somewhere that God requires for a rapture. Okay? Down here, Laodicea, this is where the church world is. Way down here somewhere. 
This is what's required for a rapture. Now, how are we going to get from down here to up here? 969 denominations in 1959, I believe it was. Now there's 30,000, they say, denominations and splinter groups or whatever. So how are we going to get from all these denominations down here to up here? Guess what? Malachi 4. God, I send you, Elijah the prophet, and he shall turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers, lest I come and smite this earth with a curse. He, God sent that man to elevate us from this point up to this point to get us ready for a rapture. That's why he sent Malachi 4. That's why he sent us a messenger. That's why he said, come out of her, my people, and be not partakers of her sins that you receive not of her plagues. Amen. 2 Corinthians 6, 17 also says, wherefore be, be you separate, saith the Lord. Come out from among them and be you separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. One place, Brother Man said the unclean thing is denominations. Don't touch it. Get away from it. Stay out of it. I got to hurry, quick. Brother, I'm, you just keep on. I'm going to listen to you. In other words, listen to me, saints. To receive God, you must receive the messenger. This is nothing new, but I want to remind you. And you can't receive the messenger without receiving the message. You can't receive the messenger without receiving the message. But if you, receive, if you truly receive the messenger, I mean truly receive the messenger, truly, you're going to receive the message. And all seven messengers and the message is vindicated by God. That means the message is true. And the message in Christ is the Word. And they're all one. And Christ is a revelation of God. And only God can give a revelation. Not your pastor, nobody else. Didn't, didn't, didn't God say to Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father which in heaven reveal, 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 reveal. But by the revelation, the whole church is built on revelation. It's all revelation. That's why he said, above all things, pray for revelation. But people want to reject it. The Bible is the Logos, the Spirit is the Rema that quickens it. The message is the mechanics, the Holy Spirit is the dynamics. Each purchase, each person is hearing and receiving from God what the messenger has already received from God. But the messenger didn't give you the revelation. He's just telling you what it is. You believe what the messenger said, and God gives you the, the revelation because the Holy Spirit quickens it to you, and it becomes a revelation to you by God. Amen. But we can only say what the messenger's already said. Amen. Plus, whatever God will reveal to us after he's gone. But it's got to come with the Word. Amen. It's got to coincide with the Word. It can't be contrary to the Word. So how am I led by the Spirit of God? Do what the Spirit of God said by way of the message. That's leadership. That's God's leadership. Amen. You're not feeding on man. You're feeding on the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. Eliezer was sent to find Isaac a bride. Same thing with the prophet of God. He was sent to find God a word bride, a bride that would not be hybrid, that would take the full word, that would be matured, that could be, become a matured bride, that would be ready for a rapture, that he could elevate from down here up to here to be ready to go in a rapture. That's why he sent Malachi 4. That's why he sent you a prophet. That's why he said, lest I'll smite this earth with a curse, because filth has taken the whole thing over. But I'm going to stay off the wrath, of, the wrath of God because I've got a little bride that's still on the earth. If you're not feeding on it, you're not being led properly. John was commanded to feed on the book, to eat the little book. And Brother Ram said that one man, John, represented the whole bride. So John was to eat the book. Now you're to eat the book. So all this I've just said in summary, if you love the message and you, the message is Christ and you believe the message and you really believe the message and you really believe the message, you're going to do what the message says. 
Are you flawless? No. Do you make mistakes? Yes. But you're going to do what the message says. A couple more quotes and we'll finish. Ephesian church age. All right, now, what was the spiritual climate of that church? Ephesian church age, way back then. Had left its first love. Leaving its first love for the word was, word of God was revealed to us as having fallen from its origin, which was Pentecost. In plain English, that means that the church was in danger of being taken away from the leading of the Holy Spirit, the control of the Spirit. That was exactly what took place after Moses led Israel out of Egypt. The way of God was to lead them by a cloud of fire, prophetic utterance, miracles and signs, a God and God-given wonders. This was to be accomplished by God-selected, God-ordained, God-equipped, God-sent men with the whole camp being dominated by a Holy Ghost move. It don't get no better than that. It don't get no better than that. That's what God said. That's what the prophet God said. That's good enough for me. They rebelled and wanted a set of rules and creeds to go by. Then they wanted a king. Then they wanted to be exactly like the world and went into complete uh, apostasy and oblivion. That's exactly how the first church age started. And it will get worse and it will get worse until the Holy Spirit is completely rejected and God must destroy the whole thing. The whole thing, that's where we are today. The whole thing is finished. Lest I smite this earth with a curse, I'm going to send you Elijah first. <laughs> How many is happy to have a message? <laughs> How many is happy to, to, that God sent us a messenger? Uh, I believe it. I love it. I thank you. Well, you see, but what's, what's the balance of it? Oh, they want to deify him. They want to worship him. And he's our Lord and, and baptize his name and all that kind of nonsense. That's not right. There's only one mediator between God and man, and the man Christ Jesus. Amen. Brother Branham was our precious brother. He was God's prophet and our precious brother. Amen. But I'm so thankful that God sent that man, and he gave his, he actually sacrificed his whole life, his life, and the things he wanted to do to bring us this message that we might have life. Then the, then the angel said, I think it was during that translation, that the people screamed out to him, if you hadn't come, if you hadn't come to us in the earth, if you hadn't come, we wouldn't be here. Turn the heart of the children back to the fathers, lest I smite the earth with a curse. Amen. Musicians coming. I'm going to read a couple of quotes while they're coming. That'll be my first cue to stop. Can't go too, Jerry. Sorry. Rejected king. But when Saul wouldn't wait on the Lord no more, Samuel turned away from him. Remember, and the first time, not the second time, but the first time Saul took upon himself to take over the servants of the Lord. Samuel turned his back on him and walked away. And the first time that the church lets their leaders take over to lead the people, the Holy Spirit gets right away from them. And the very first time you go being led by man instead of God, the Holy Spirit will get away from you too. Let the Holy Spirit lead. It's, that's what we need is leadership. And God gave us a leader and we don't hear it. What is our leader? Who is our leader? God, the Holy Spirit. Yes, we have, I mean, nobody believes in Ephesians 4, 11 more than I, five, four minutes, I believe 100, 200, 500%. But I don't care who it is, God is our leader. The Holy Spirit is our leader. Don't put your confidence in, I mean, I'm talking about your salvation confidence in no man. And that's no, that's no uh, reflection on anybody. I'd say that to Brother Donnie in front of his face. Don't put your confidence in no man. Put it in Christ alone. Don't put it in him. Don't put it in me. Don't put it in any preacher. Respect the preacher. Believe the preacher. Sit under a preacher. 
being helped by the preacher, but God is your leader. I've got three or four more pages, but I'm going to quit. But I want to ask you one thing. Suppose this scenario, this is just me. I don't know how it's going to go. When the squeeze comes down, some people, well, I don't know if we're going to squeeze. I'm not here to debate how much squeeze we're going to have. Go read, go listen, take it side with Jesus. Brother Man said, when the squeeze comes down, when the council of the church tightens up, what you've seen done temporarily in my ministry will be done in its fullness. Take it for what it's worth. When squeeze comes down, how far it gets, who knows? Buying, selling, who knows? But let me just paint you a little scenario picture, okay? Why do we need the Holy Spirit leadership? Okay, let's say they shut the doors. I don't, whoever shuts it, government, whoever, makes no difference. They shut the doors. You can't worship. Okay? You have to stay home. Okay? Listen to tapes, read the books, read your Bible, pray. Say, okay, well... Still got my cell phone. What if they scramble the signals? Remember, you ain't been in church in, say, let's just say a couple of months, whatever. So they scramble the signals. Maybe they're trying to track us down, whatever. So they scramble the signals, or you get rid of your phone like that so they, they won't find you, whatever. Whatever, I don't know. So you don't have your cell phone. So you ain't heard from nobody maybe in a couple, two or three weeks, four weeks, a couple of months. Who knows? I'm just painting you just a scenario, okay? So let's say the devil just comes, and I'm going to use West for that, okay? And I'm not the devil, okay? <laughs> so you're at home. You haven't been to church in three or four or five months. You haven't talked to believers. Maybe your, your household, whatever. Maybe somebody underground, whatever. The devil comes to me and says, Oh, Wes, you're a good boy. But you know what? You miss the rapture. Rapture's over. Oh, no, 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 no. You're the only one left. You're still here. They're gone. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do then? You've got you, you to have confidence. You've got to have leadership of the Holy Ghost. You've got to know that you know, that you know, that you know. If there's one going out of Tennessee, it's me. Y'all better move. Y'all better move because I'm going. You've got to have that anchor, that security. Because the devil's going to come to us. I don't know how it's going to end up. See, don't get me wrong. I don't know how it's going to end up. But let's suppose. He comes to you and your family with the rapture done took place. You know, y'all missed it. Are you going to, are you going to, oh man. You start sweating and the Lord, I don't know. Are you going to say, get behind me, Satan. If I have to sit here in my house for six months, I'm going into rapture. I don't know how it's going to end up, but I know one thing, you're going to have to, it's going to be you and God. That's, that's why the whole focus right now is bride, you've got to recognize who you are. It won't be you and the pastor and God, it'll be you and God. You and God. You and God. You better not, to, you, you say, well, I, I need to, if we had a prophet in the land, that's good, we don't have a prophet in the land. Well, if I could just ask my pastor for counselor, you won't be able to talk to your pastor and counsel then, probably. It's going to be you and God. You better know where you stand. So you know what I would do? I'll tell you what I would do. I would tell the devil this. I would say, devil, I am the word made flesh. The move is on for the bride. I and my father are one. 
I'm sharing His glory in oneness. I never sinned in the first place. The rapture is in me right now. I may not be gone, but I'm going when it goes. I am tabernacling deity. My passion is Christ alone. I have entered into the holiest of holies. I'm part of the tithe of this kingdom. I have the token. I am the lamb's wife. I am the gene of God. I have a right to the tree of life. I have been, I passed from death into life. I'm an eternal gene of God. And on, and on, and on, and on, and on. Devil, get behind me. We got to know where we stand. We got to know that we know that we know. And Brother Harry, you probably got a song for us to sing. Just be led of the Lord. Let's worship just a few minutes before we dismiss. God bless you, saints. Love you in the Lord. I often say this before I sing this song. I'm so glad for the message of Malachi 4, for me personally. I didn't, I wasn't born in the message and come from a long way down through Pentecost and all that, but I'm glad it was a revelation to me, Brother Terry. Amen, brother. And Amen. It always has been. And the Lord gave me this song when I first come, and it is still the same to me. The Spirit and the Bride. Sing, come on, brother. The elect to be in stir inside their home. Cause our united time has come. We and the Father are one. Soon we'll be with our
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to let you be dismissed, Brother Harry. Just sing that again. We're going to be dismissed. But brothers and sisters, not the outer veil. Not the inner veil. Where are we at? Holies of holies. Outer veil. You know how Brother Ben typed that out. Beautiful. Natural light. Inner veil. Artificial light. Still gets smoked up. Inside, behind that badger skin of the veil. Shekinah glory. You know what I thought was beautiful about the outer veil? Then the inner veil. And you got all this. You got the brass laver and brass this and brass that. What does brass represent? Judgment. But you ever notice there's no, there is no brass furniture in the holies of holies. It's all overlaid with gold. Gold is deity. There's no brass. There's no brass in the, in the behind the veil. It's all gold. So once you have passed behind that last veil, it's all deity. It's all deity. So that's where we are right now. It's all deity. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Thank you. Fine linen, clean and white is granted to her. She's been washed in the blood of God's own Son. With the righteousness that's not her own, she stands just before His throne. service. Amen. Thank you, Brother Joe, Brother Terry, for just pouring out your hearts to us this weekend. Amen. Let's sing this little song as we go this morning. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them this morning. Amen. Oh, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Oh, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Hearts are all aflame with the fire that fell in me. 